KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So we have had a lot of talk about the economics of this coronavirus crisis. Obviously, we keep getting numbers that are worse than the last set of numbers. The jobless numbers are almost too big to get your head around. Uh, But eventually, we're going to hit bottom in this. We don't know what that's going to look like, but we will, and there will be a recovery. So we started to wonder, what could that look like? Are there things that have happened in the past that we could look to to see maybe what could lie ahead for us. So we wanted to check in with Tristan Potter. He is an assistant professor of economics at Drexel LeBeau College of Business, has done a lot of work, a lot of research, uh, focusing on the Great Recession and jobs coming out of that. So we wanted to check in with him, see if there's anything from the Great Recession and the recovery from that that we can look to here and just get his thoughts overall on uh, what things could look like. Check it out. All right, first question, let's kind of set the table. These jobless numbers that have come out this week and, you know, kind of coupled with last week, uh, they're astronomical. What is your takeaway? Is this about what you thought, given the situation we are in? Was it more or less? uh, How did it hit you? Yeah, so the numbers are are really high. So there are kind of two sets of numbers that have come out in the last 48 hours, I guess. First are the, the initial unemployment claims. Uh, these come out weekly. So last week we saw 3.3 million uh, new unemployment claims. And then this week, uh, for this last week, we saw that number double to 6.6 million. So these are both uh, kind of historically unprecedented uh, numbers. Uh, we also today, this morning, we had the jobs report come out where we saw basically payroll employment fall by roughly 700,000 uh, in March and uh, the unemployment rate went up to, I think it was 4.4%, which is a 0.9 percentage point increase from where it was previously. So yeah, I mean, on all counts, numbers are really are quite impressive, especially the initial claims numbers. And I think we can expect to see the unemployment rate go up considerably more in, in coming months. But everybody knows that will take a little bit longer um, to kind of to, to follow the economy. A lot of people are making comparisons to the Great Depression, but more recently, the Great Recession. And I know you've done a lot of research and work uh, looking at the Great Recession and kind of how the workforce got out of it. Uh, let's go back to the the Great Recession. What was the, remind people, what was the, the jobless spike like there? A few components. Uh, first of all, the it was, it was more gradual. Um, so we didn't have these kind of astronomical spikes in um Initial unemployment claims that we're seeing now, um, and historically this is this is how recessions have been. Uh, that is to say, they've they've been kind of slower in the making. And and in terms of just the, the unemployment rate, uh, eventually the unemployment rate during the Great Recession got up to uh, I think just over ten percent. Uh, and so now we're at an unemployment rate of four point four percent. But most of the people I talk to about this are, are expecting unemployment to exceed ten percent probably uh, in May when we get the next jobs report uh, and then potentially go significantly higher than that. So I think everybody I talked to basically expects the unemployment rate to go well above what it was in the Great Recession. Um, whether it will exceed what it was in the Great Depression, I think, is a different question. But 
it's definitely on the table that we could get numbers on the order of 20 or 30 percent, which is what we had during the Great Depression. All right. So let's let's talk about whenever we get to bottom, whatever that looks like from a jobless uh, standpoint. Where do you think we're able to recover? And going back to your work with the Great Recession, what were keys to getting out of that? And is there anything from that that we can apply to this? I'm, I guess, cautiously optimistic that we that it's it's not necessarily the case that we'll have as uh, a recovery that's as prolonged, uh, as drawn out as the recovery from the Great Recession was. I'm also a little bit hesitant to draw too many comparisons. I think the nature of the beast this time is is really different. One one way in which things are really different, uh, in particular uh, right now, is that uh, we we. It's, it's conceivable that we could see a kind of quick V-shaped recession where we had this kind of obviously enormous fall off in, in employment, uh, but that that could return relatively quickly. And whether that happens really depends on the policy response. In particular, the concern is that if this thing ends up lasting for more than six months a year, people will become kind of disconnected from the jobs that they previously had that they lost or are, are currently losing. And, and that means that the kind of labor market will be reshuffled. It'll take people a long time to find new work, so on and so forth. And this is, this is a lot of what happened in the Great Recession. Um, interestingly, so, so the idea, I think, I think one of the major goals of policy in this case is to avoid that happening. And there are kind of ways we can think about doing that. So in, in places like France, actually, there are really interesting policy initiatives where they're, they're basically trying to keep people in various ways attached to their previous jobs. The idea being that once the virus passes, once we've contained that, people can get basically just call up their past employer and say, hey, when can I start working? Uh, and then we would have a pretty quick, uh, a quick recovery. Um, but in the Great Recession, what we saw is that that, that didn't happen. Uh, and and uh, we saw people kind of progressively dropping out of the labor force uh, and becoming kind of detached from the labor force, uh, which, of course, makes it hard to bring those people back in. And, and uh, so we saw extremely elevated levels of long-term unemployment, for example, uh, that persisted for five, six, seven years uh, after the recession was formally over, or was uh, officially over, rather. How much did the, the Great Recession lead to what became our gig economy? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm not sure I have a great answer to it. I, I would say that to a large extent, uh, the gig economy kind of buffeted uh, or, or, or helped us uh, recover from you know the kind of persistently elevated levels of of long term joblessness, I can't put a number to that, but but uh, you know there, there's reason to think that you know somebody who's been out of work for six months a year, uh, provided they have say a car, they could you know start driving for Uber, and, and I have to imagine that at least to some extent this buffeted the economy from the kind of prolonged shock that was the Great Recession. So when we're talking recovery, what are some markers? you'll be looking for is there are there certain signs you'll be looking that whenever we've hit bottom that we've started to recover i mean obviously you want the unemployment rate goes down but are there more things as a student of economics that you're looking for that will kind of tell you that maybe we're on the way back so uh, i'll say something uh, a little bit more about the unemployment rate which i think is is there's more to it than uh than than i guess meets the eye initially so the unemployment rate is 
the number total number of unemployed people divided by the total size of the labor force, uh, which means that it can move around for two reasons. Basically, the number of unemployed people goes up. Obviously, it's going to raise the unemployment rate, but also movements in labor force participation could also move around the unemployment rate. Uh, so in addition to, to watching uh, the kind of level of unemployment and the unemployment rate, I'll also be interested in and labor force participation. Now, this is kind of an interesting question, uh, an interesting thing in the in the current context for a number of reasons. Right, we're we're, we're in a world where people are are we, we kind of don't want people to be looking for work, right? And as it happens, if you're not actively looking for work, assuming you're not on temporary layoff, then you're not even considered to be in the labor force, right? So, if it happens to be the case that a lot of people who are unemployed just stop looking for work because, well, we don't want them to look for work. This could could actually reduce the extent to which the unemployment rate rises relative to a world in which all these people are laid off and then continue to look for work. Uh, so I think people should keep this in their in their minds when they think about what's going on in the unemployment rate um, with the unemployment rate. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I, I, I'm interested in in watching labor force participation. I think that's uh, I think that's something that we should we should watch uh, together with the unemployment rate. Are there sectors? you think will never be the same? I guess I've heard people talk about this speeding up automation. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm a little skeptical of that. Uh, you know, that may be the case if we thought that this was something that might happen again. I don't think that's how people are viewing this. And so I don't think this is kind of something that firms are, are going to think of as this kind of recurring uh, unexpected cost of, of, of labor. Uh, but yeah, certainly it could be the case that industries where we are already seeing some kind of automation happening, uh, it could be the case that this is, this is sped up. But then again, I mean, it's also the case that right, there, there's, I mean, this is, there, there's definitely a demand side component to this uh, and a significant one. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't see firms investing uh, in, in automation technology uh, right now when, when nobody's out buying anything. So I'm, I'm kind of skeptical that this is going to happen too much, but of course it, it, it certainly could. Was there anything about when you look at your work with the coming out of the Great Recession? Was there anything that truly surprised you of how the country recovered out of that? Anything that you that just was really interesting to you on on how we got back to the other side? And is it anything that you could be looking for coming out of this, or is this, once again, just such a separate type of event, it's hard to really kind of make an apples-to-apples apples comparison? Yeah, so so I'll answer both of those questions. Um, one thing that I found that I, I've, I've been studying recently, actually, uh, that, that's really interesting about the recovery of the Great Recession and kind of provides a different narrative than the one we're used to, where, you know, the unemployment rate, well, last month was at 3.5%, uh, which is historically basically unprecedented. I don't think we've had numbers that low for 50 years. Um, but the kind of the flip side of that coin is if you look at the share of all workers in the economy who are not working but want to be working, um, who have kind of given up looking for a job, that number basically continued to rise throughout the recovery and, and really up until the most recent data that we have. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen to that in light of uh, what's been happening in the last month. But uh, so, so on the one hand, we had this historically low unemployment rate. But on the other hand, we had what 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 I, I call this discouragement rate. Uh, the share of, of people who have given up uh, looking for work uh, basically continue to rise without an apparent 
upper limit. And so I think that's something we should kind of keep in our minds and then be a little bit concerned about, right? Are we, even though the in the aggregate, the, the recovery looks good, uh, are, are people kind of progressively becoming persistently detached from the labor market, giving up looking, um, and what can we do about these kinds of things? Regarding your second question, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm hesitant to to draw too many comparisons between what's what's going on now and what was going on in the recovery from the, the Great Recession. Uh, I, I think these are these are really different beasts, and it would be a bit misleading to uh, to, to draw too many comparisons. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.